Welcome to Book to Where Two Guys Tell You About the Books They're Reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Olivia Snedden. Uh, this week uh, was probably going to be a book review, but there may have been some confusion and a lack of commitment on the part of both <laughs> of your hosts uh, on what we were doing. I'm not going to go back through the text messages, but every day there was like a text message that said, um, so, hey, what do you think? Are we going to review this book? And the other one responded like, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a good idea, but nobody ever actually committed to doing it. So here we are eight days later or so. And um, we didn't read a book. I didn't even read a book like on my own. And I, I have shit piling up. This would have been the perfect opportunity. And, and yet I managed to only read some Reddit posts and maybe some stuff on Facebook. Yeah, we we have no ex- we have no excuse this time. Um, we didn't really have a plan. Here's the thing. I think this is what I think what happened is um, when we do our weekly, we got to get stuff done by a certain day. It's easy to just kind of enforce a rule on ourselves, But since we're kind of throwing episodes down an unusual pattern right now, as we lead up to um, the milestone that we're going to hit at the end of the month, like the rules are changing. So I don't think that it's easy is as it's as easy for us to kind of keep things uh, straight. Like, let <laughs> probably will call me out on this. So I'm just going to get out in front of this one that we had plans to hang out today that I had entirely forgotten about. And I kept thinking when he was reminding me about the plans that he was reminding me about the day we were going to record the episode. So like I'm in a total like free fall of, of misunderstandings right now. Um, hopefully by the end of the month after AWP, we'll be back in, uh, back in the saddle and no more, weird miscommunication issues. So here's what happens when, <laughs> when you don't have anything planned. Rob yesterday sent over, um, <laughs> oh, this, this is what you're going to call me this out about flurry of text messages. I, I just like one after the other and they're all links. And of course I understand that each one's an individual link, but they were all like those really stupid long links. So I felt like I was just being assaulted with stuff. And I understand it was only three, but they were all like a full phone screen page of, of text. Um, so here's what you could have heard about uh, <laughs> tonight that, that, that you're probably not going to. And you got to love Rob because I know he did this for me. So the first one was the 50 states and the most haunted um, location in each of those states. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was hoping one of them was even was closer because I was going to say, hell, let's just run out to it and just do an episode of us driving to location. Oh, yeah. Probably not getting out of our cars because we're both kind of lazy fucks. <laughs> but like sitting in the car, looking at said location and then coming back. Um, and then for a little bit, Illinois is actually the Congress Hotel, Congress Plaza Hotel. Um, which I thought maybe you and I stayed at AWP 20, fuck, whatever, 12 now, 11. I don't remember yeah. what it was, um, but it is not. But it is definitely, um, if you're from, if you spend any time downtown Chicago, I think you'll recognize the sign. It's got to be, it's on Michigan, right? Like Michigan and Balbo, maybe? Something like that, sure. Something like that, yeah. sure. So uh, that was one of them. Um, the other one was... Uh, uh, the scariest urban legend from every state. I didn't even look. What's it? Well, all right. So now it becomes a topic. Fuck. After I go to call you out on it, now it becomes an actual topic. <laughs> I didn't read any of it because you're like, no, no. I just <laughs> I told you. I told you. I think I told you to put down the internet and go to sleep. No, you know what happened? I think I clicked on it, but because it starts with states again, I thought it was the same link. 
that makes sense same website yeah yeah and know. yeah and the first one says you know whatever alabama or is it alabama alabama hold on i'm, I'm, I'm clicking through here to find I'm Illinois. Going to it as well urban Delaware, legend Florida, georgia hawaii to iowa is next whoa <laughs> that's not a location oh wait or is yeah. it urban legend? you're on what the urban this? legend one yeah yeah rapist clown what's what's happening <laughs> are we raping a clown that's an urban legend no i wish uh uh i'm gonna read this illinois the most scary urban legend one right that's what we're in mm-hmm. yep rapist clown luring kids in his van only uh, the clown <laughs> psychopath who dressed in a clown costume who said who was said to drive around in a white i'm assuming van and kidnap little kids to i can't even say it but not to not give them candy i'll give you that much group of people managed to track him down to the chicago project area never able to capture him police were on his trail for some time but when they were unable to catch him he was deemed an urban myth and forgotten that's what you do with a cold case some say he was killed by one of the gangs in the area. Despite all this, many people still have very vivid memories of Homie the Clown. Oh, and then they have quotes from people. This can't be an urban legend. I was in the fifth grade in Portage Park. A clown threw some candy in the street and tried to lure me and my friend into his white van. We ran home as fast as we could, crying to my mom. She told me I made it up to scare my younger sister. Years later, she told me she believed me because shortly after she got letters from school about sightings. That can't be an urban legend. That can't be an urban legend. Um, <laughs> That's irrefutable facts right there. Yeah, I mean, See, I mean, I'll be, I'll, listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, I did get in a van with a clown once, but it was completely consensual. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know where all this rape shit's coming from. Sounds like, look, buddy, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what all this. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, now I'm looking at the other ones. Like, I wonder if, remember that owl? There was, like, an owl man somewhere. All right, hang on. Goat man in Maryland? Some of this is, I don't know, man. We could have read up on this and had some fun. No. No, we're not going to have any fun. There will be no fun tonight. All right, so that was two of the topics that I... Um, That gets shared a lot as a real thing, and um, I've seen the entire photo set. That fucking photographer has some problems. But I'm just surprised it's not mentioned because that's the picture they use for it. And you think they'd mention, hey, this picture is actually from a set of photos that's, you know, that someone took because there's something really fucking wrong with them. Right. And that kind of throws in the question, like, how much do they really know about this shit that they're making an article about? Yeah, well, there you go. So thought catalog. Thanks for uh, thanks for the thanks for the chuckles, man. Thanks. Um, (laughs) So so that's our first. Yeah, that's almost, yeah, that was our first non-topic. And then this is, this next one's kind of a little bit of a follow-up on uh, on a topic from earlier. Spoilers in Game of Thrones. Rob, do you want to, do you want to share a little? Can't tell you how excited I got about this, uh, this article. I just saw it. Someone posted it on Facebook. The title of the article from the Onions AV Club. Oh, hang on. Hannibal Lecter just fell off my table. Mm-hmm. Little pop mm-hmm. final guy. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was the actual. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, no confusion. Onion AV Club 
as an article titled Ian McShane doesn't give a shit about spoiling Game of Thrones. I liked Ian McShane all McShane all along, but man, <laughs> this really puts him up another level in my in my book. Did you read the article? I did. Um, so I knew he was going to be appearing on the um, on the show, and I, I really don't read much. I, a lot of times, I don't even watch trailers for upcoming you know seasons of things that I like because I don't need to see a trailer. I know I'm going to watch it, and if it's something I'm excited about. But uh, I did know he was in it, but I guess he started maybe talking. So okay, so oh my god, if you're one of those people, I guess this would be a good time to not listen for the next minute or two. I guess he had made some comments. I'm going to read the comment that he's responsible for bringing somebody back that you think you're never going to see again. Now that could mean a variety of things as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. Like there's, there's not a lack of people who died in the, in the well, series. Well, so not just, be... well, so, but uh, so, okay. So I want to do, so it could be taken two ways. He could be a character that was killed off that maybe wasn't killed off or he could actually, his character could be some kind of fucking necromancer or whatever that brings back right. someone who died. So either way, people got <laughs> fucking crazy pissed. Um, but his comment, can I read his comment? Yeah, please do get a fucking life. It's only tits and dragons. <laughs> uh. That's pretty fucking funny and pretty good, but I have to imagine that he might not give a shit about spoilers, but I'm wondering if the producers of Game of Thrones are like, first of all, we don't want to spoil shit. And second of all, fucking seriously, we just paid you a big fat paycheck for you to say it's just tits and dragons. Well, yeah, Um, I I see your point. And it actually and it even drives it home more because later on in the article, it says that uh, um, he only took the gig in the first place so he could see his old pals, Charlie Dance and Stephen Delane both of whom have been killed off, but he ended up taking the part anyway, when he found out it was only for one episode. (laughs) Then he says, that means I must die at the end of it. (laughs) He says most likely with a huge grin on his face because he's super cool. Love it. (laughs) No, I know you're not a huge game of Thrones fan, but, but would you have wanted to read some spoilers like that about Hannibal? Uh, I wouldn't care because (laughs) I'm not insane. Okay. Like All if right. someone spoiled something, you know what I'm saying? Like if someone, if someone was like, uh, you know, a big spoiler would have been like, if there was the introduction of the Clarice character because they didn't have silence of the lambs, uh, rights. So if that somehow, uh, got done behind closed doors and it was going to be a big reveal and someone mentioned it, I'd be like, Oh fuck, that would be cool if that happened. But I wouldn't like freak out and be like, how dare you tell me that? Yeah, there are still there are some people I actually don't talk to because they don't know how not to talk in spoilers. So the second something I, I watch comes up, I, I just refuse to continue the conversation with them. I mean, everybody understands that it's just fiction on on a television, right? Like, like I don't understand how people can get so upset about spoilers, especially with like such a terrible show. I mean, the only I mean the only thing I can think of is like someone actually is spoiling like. Hey, it turns out this show it hasn't been good ever all along, and they're like angry that they spent so much time with it. Were you just saying Game of Thrones is a really shitty show? I'm reiterating my point from previous episodes that Game of Thrones is terrible. Yeah. Dude, how many Game of Thrones nerds do you think had a fucking heart attack when George Martin died? Like last week, the 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 Beatles producer. Wait. What happened? George Martin, 
who was the, yeah. I don't know, I, I think he was an original member of the Beatles, but he wound up being like their producer or something along those lines. Someone can feel free to correct me. I don't really care. Uh-huh. He died. His name's George Martin. That shit started popping up all over <laughs> the internet because I see what you're saying. The guy worked with the Beatles, right? Like he's very responsible for for some of the things that that came out of those guys. But you have to imagine a lot of people initially got very upset until they realized that it wasn't um, Tubby George Martin. <laughs> until they realized the it was one. someone that it was. They realized it was someone that actually had like a a, a good effect on on history somehow. Oh, oh now God. I'm shitting on George right. Martin. <laughs> All right. Speaking of shit, and that's that's not my. I, I'd like to express that any of the opinions you hear on this podcast are not the opinions of Book Podcast or me. Um, if you want to blame Rob for something, that's fine. But speaking of shit, <laughs> I don't know why, but I decided to check our spam folder for uh, bookpodcast at gmail.com. Do you ever go in there? Uh, no, it hadn't even occurred to me to ever look in there. Yeah, so I, and it gets cleaned out pretty regularly because there's only 11. I know that they keep spam for a certain amount of time, and then I, I think um, Gmail automatically... Um, oh, more than 30 days will be automatically deleted. So, <laughs> Rob, do you have it open now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you go ahead and uh, about six down is one from Gypsy B. Fillion that um, <laughs> apparently is a, a book they want us to to, to read. And, and I, I imagine I know why we're getting this, right? So the, the, the subject line is <laughs> Naughty Stories from Gypsy Fillion for Book Podcast. Um, I right. think that I okay. think this was... And I'm pretty sure the reason I want you to look at it and read it is because of how uh, the the salutation occurs. I'm guessing this was meant specifically for you. Can you go ahead and read this? The whole thing? Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Sweetie Pecker. <laughs> That's that got to be you, because I can't imagine anybody referring to me as Sweetie Pecker. I found your YR, photos in Twitter. You are cute. Wants to... Fuck me right now, question mark. Just send a message, smiley face. I'm 31F, female, I'm guessing. Yeah. With A, C boobs, with a, I'm sorry, with a, C boobs, and a big booty, and the O's in booty, it's it's zeros, not yep. O's. The screen name Gypsy, and then there's a website and a phone number. So, I don't necessarily think we should call this number. Um, but it's just honestly, uh, this was for me. I don't know how she just got the wrong email address. This was supposed to go to my personal one. All right, sweetie pecker. (laughs) The other one that I thought was kind of interesting was we got, we got an email from the County court. Now I'm going to be really honest with you. I have wondered when it would happen, right? That we would actually get sued or get some kind of summons or a cease and desist order. So I'm not sure what happens here, but this is the email that we received. This is a notice to appear because, of course, that's how all legal proceedings happen is through email. Through email, yeah. Yeah. This is to inform you to appear in the court on the March 02 for your case (laughs) hearing. Please prepare all the documents relating to the case and bring them to court on the specified date. Note, the case will be heard by the judge in your absence if you do not come. The court notice is attached to this email. Sincerely, Reginald Todd, district clerk. Um, and then there is something, uh, a zip file that I'm pretty sure would infect the shit out of my computer if I clicked on it. <laughs> so um, you didn't open the zip file? <laughs> I did not. But I've got to tell yeah. you, 
it's still so tempting to do. I know. I just want to see. Yeah, listen, you can't well, get viruses. I mean, You're on a Mac. You should totally open this up. I, there's a temptation. Here's here's where it gets a little bit sketchy. The file size is 1.5 KB. Oh, yeah. You probably don't need to zip something that size would be my thought. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's probably like two lines of code that are going to try and destroy your computer. But I will say, I think this email might actually be legit because if you look at the, the email address that it was sent from, Reginald.todd at team2bees.com. Team2bees. I, I don't even know. what. The, oh, are, aren't you on Team2bees? I have two bees in my name. So. <laughs> Wait, am I scamming us? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And then this one, I, I don't even, I don't really understand. I guess this is the same thing. I guess the invoices is, is um, I'm looking at the one from Aurora Bowman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dear client, do not worry. The mistake made by one of our representatives will be compensated by our company. The parcel with the reference number, blah, blah, should arrive in three business days as we have reshipped it from our storage. As soon as we have confirmed the information on, on the problem occurred, we are very sorry for the troubles and inconveniences caused. You can view the updated information on your order with the compensation mentioned above in the enclosed file. I really want to call this number and see who answers. <laughs> Uh, Rora Bowman with a lowercase last name, not a mm-hmm. capitalized last name. Um, I did notice that in, in the Gmail, um, on the attachment, it says virus found. Yes. I was thinking it was the other one that said that, but, um, cause I saw it somewhere. So, <laughs> and then my favorite um, recent email did not go into spam, but Rebecca Boykin, um, and, and this must be because she could hear in the background, of the podcast, maybe it's some creaking floors or something. We provide floor protection service for any kind of service. Get your quote today. Whether you're looking to get the perfect finish for your high traffic showroom, or you're looking for premium protection of aeroplanes, <laughs> we can help you. I don't need, hold on. There's a link for submit your query. And then there's a thing that says, I don't need any new message. And another link that I'm afraid to click. Oh, but actually, hold on a second. That link takes you to fromthesack.com. What is fromthesack.com? I don't know, Did but you click on it? I've got some ideas on what it oh god damn it. Alright, listen, if I'm cut off, <laughs> Rob's gonna have to finish the rest of this the rest of this podcast because my computer will be infected. At least it's S A C. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's happening when I try to load this page. From the sack.com. Do we can we get um go ahead? Can you go ahead and uh and register from the sack but with a with a CK? <laughs> I think I have an idea for a website. Uh, uh my McAfee web advisor says, Whoa, are you sure you want to go there? <laughs> oh yeah, it's not even loading. Oh, error five twenty two connection yeah. timed out. All right, so <laughs> it's good to know that if we need, you know, like to to fix up the floor in a bathroom, or when we buy an airplane, <laughs> an aeroplane. Sorry, an aeroplane that we're covered. <laughs> or if you just need something Boykin. from a sack. <laughs> All right, the next thing you're going to hear is from uh, the book marketing intern um, Ryan McRae. But first, um, Rob mentioned something before we were recording. <laughs> 
I saw that he was in this and I don't, I don't know what the fuck is an escape room. You seem to have some, some more info on this. Um, I think it's different than what the room that you have in your house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the no escape room is really how that works. I don't understand what, yeah, what the point that's, is that's of setting it up confusion, right? for someone to get away. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, my understanding is it's like you and usually it's a group of people uh, voluntarily uh, get like locked in a room and through a series of puzzles and using the tools that you're provided, you should be able to figure out a way to get out. So it's like it's a challenge that uh, the group has to overcome. I see it kind of like those like do you ever have those like uh, I think I don't know if it's like a like a run kind of thing, but like sometimes that you get like the zombie, like where you have to escape the zombies. And if the zombie touches you, you become a zombie, that type of shit. I see it's kind of like in the same vein as that. Hmm. Interesting. No, I don't do that because you mentioned the word run. And that's one of the things that I don't do. I actually uh, am adamantly against running or any type of physical exertion. Um, but the escape room, I, that, that actually sounds kind of neat. Uh, and I guess Ryan successfully completed it with a team of peeps. Um, who knows? Maybe the next time you hear him, he'll talk to us a little bit about uh, the escape room. Real quick, I, I clicked on Escape Chambers Chicago, which is the service he used, and I, it took me to their Facebook page. And then I clicked on About because I was thinking, "Hey, this is perfect. It'll tell us what it'll tell us about Escape Chambers." And there's a map, and it says Escape Chambers Chicago is like nothing you have ever seen before. <laughs> Well, that would be accurate for me because I had no idea what it was. That's <laughs> so I guess they're not wrong. Fucking spot <clears throat> on. Fucking spot on. Um, so very cool that Ryan uh, did that. Maybe maybe next time he does that, he'll invite us to to go along with him, and maybe we can uh, maybe we can see if we can escape, or at least go with people who are smart enough to escape, and we could just kind of like walk behind them. That sounds a little more there our speed, go. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about is Ryan. Ryan now has a second um, job. I, I promoted Ryan. Uh, he still has to do his current <laughs> job. So basically, I've given him his additional responsibilities. And you'll hear why um, shortly. Ryan is now also the Netflix correspondent for Book Podcast. <laughs> Hi, this is Ryan McRae, marketing intern for the Booked Podcast. I'm currently reading The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And it has to be one of my top five books I've ever read on personal development. I'm just blazing through it. I just finished House of Cards, and I have to say this is one of my favorite seasons. It does lag towards the end, but ends on some great scenes. And I'm betting uh, next season is the last one, which would be fine. I'm super stoked for Daredevil Season 2 coming out. Um, that's this week, and I'm also finishing up 12 Monkeys on Sci-Fi. It's not great. It's not terrible. They are pretty innovative with time travel, which is hard to do, and I'm really loving uh, this season of The Magicians on Sci-Fi. I'm caught up on that. Kind of combos the two books or the three books, and they're just it's really it's really good. Oh yeah, my job. Sign up at thebookedpodcast.com, and you will get a copy of the booked anthology in all the digital forms, as well as an occasional newsletter with a great deal of nonsense. So sign up for our newsletter at bookedpodcast.com. And we will send you that booked anthology. Now back to Robin Livius. All right. That was Ryan, our former marketing intern, who now apparently just takes the time to talk about uh, 
Game of or not Game of Thrones. Well, that was a different part of our episode. Uh, what's it? House of Cards. It's I, I guess there's a whole uh, trend in, in TV lately where it's something of something and it's something that I don't watch. <laughs> so um, he's still the marketing intern. He just now has additional responsibilities. So we can't ease up on him. Oh, that's a relief. Um, yeah, okay. and, and I've asked him to be the Netflix correspondent because I know you only watch movies that are 10 plus years old and like three TV shows, but you just watch them repeatedly. So I thought maybe in order for you to get uh, a little more um, caught up on things, Ryan could bring them to you. Seriously, Mm. dude, no house of cards for you. No, no. I mean, I like Kevin Spacey. I think he's a good actor. He's the president guy, right? Um, Well, um, let's not spoil anything. He is a politician. Um, and when we start out, he's a he's a congressman. I think I just finished season four of House of Cards oh. this weekend too, so I'm 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 is, all caught up now. Does Ian McShane show up in there? Because I'd like to find out what goes on in this show without having to watch it. <laughs> no, he just no. Ian McShane <laughs> said he was going to be on there, but it was just presidents and tits. So I don't know if he no no. Um, he is not on there, but it is it is a good show, and and uh and the season was pretty good. Daredevil though, you know what Daredevil is, right? Daredevil, I watched the first season of. I did. Yeah? Did you like it? I mean, it was all right. It had uh, the one girl who was the young vampire in True Blood. The mm-hmm. the She played Jessica in True Blood. She's a good actor. I like her. Um, but I don't know. It didn't blow me away. I think I'm getting kind of tired of all this Marvel comics shit. Like, there's just a saturation point. Um, I did watch, there was that TV show, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was on, mm-hmm. and I watched some of it when it first, you know, kind of landed, but I realized that uh, Marvel kind of wants you to watch everything to understand anything, and I just got tired of it, so I'm not watching that shit. Well, there you go. I um I did like Daredevil. I did like Jessica Jones, who actually liked it more than Daredevil, um, and although it is Marvel, it really doesn't feel very much like the rest of the the stuff kind of like daredevil didn't you know where it's a lot lower key than say the avengers or captain america or whatever yeah but good stuff and i'm looking forward to season two they're going to introduce the punisher who was uh, a favorite um character of mine and a great inside joke for for our friends <laughs> yes yes um that too but yeah it's uh he was a favorite of mine god probably in like 1986 so I'm I'm happy to or I'm excited to see I should say I'm happy to see him back and uh, excited to see what uh, what those guys over at Netflix are going to uh, are going to do with him. Fuller House, do you watch Fuller House? Nope. Rightfully so. I do. I I did hear um, and it was circulating around on the internet that uh, Married with Children may also be making a comeback. Oh, I'm very excited about Married with Children. Nothing? I just Not uh, no, no. Good no. lord, man. You have no soul. Yeah, I'm I I don't know what to say. I just there's it's not that if I can even defend my like take a high ground of saying that like I only like really awesome TV shows because that's not necessarily the case. I watch probably some garbage. Um so to not sound like the Debbie Downer, I will say that there was an article that came out Confirming some details for Scream Queen Season 2, it will take place at a hospital. It will bring back all the Chanel's 
and Jamie Lee Curtis, but in a different role, but the same character and some other people too. So I'm very excited about that. Um, that announcement, that was really cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, I don't, I haven't watched it. I watched the first two episodes. Um, I, I did, it didn't strike me as the kind of show that was going to get another season. And I say so that good. fully not having watched, you know, even a, a, you know, a fifth of it, but um, good to see it back. I, I know you spoke very highly of it. I did start watching the Americans um, strictly yeah. because of Nick Corpin's recommendation. We were chatting online the other day and he had brought it up. So I have watched the first five episodes of the Americans and I got to tell you, not bad at all. Um, I actually have watched some of the episodes of the Americans and pretty good, but I mean, because it's, it's obviously kind of a really big story and it's a period piece. And as much as it takes place in the cold war in the eighties, um, kind of a slow start, slow burner in the beginning. Um, I got kind of bored with television and I started watching that around the same time I decided to try out Homeland. And um, I just kind of, both of those just kind of tapered off for me when I just didn't care to watch them anymore, but not bad. Just not my thing. Yeah. Homeland got really boring. I I pretty much stopped halfway through the last season of Homeland. I I don't know if I'll revisit to watch the last four episodes or whatever I had left, but uh, the American episode with Ian McShane. I'm just gonna you know, you just, just beat that. You actually made me stop and think. I was like, did I get, did I get that far? Do I remember seeing him in that? No, no, I, 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 I did not see that episode. <laughs> I will say that love the it. cool thing about the Americans is that you're, um, at least if you're me, you're, you're rooting for the KGB agents, and they're not good people. Like they do some pretty fucked up right. shit, even in the first few episodes, and and that's who you're rooting for. So you know that that always makes for an interesting dynamic. Reminds me a little bit of the Shield, and it's you know. In, in its scope that you're really rooting for, for not the good guys when you're watching right. it. So I, I kind of like that feel a little bit. And then speaking of not good guys, I don't even know if we can talk about this because this really isn't like official official yet, but so we'll say tentatively. Can we talk about this next subject tentatively? Yeah, actually I think it's cool. We, um, we got a message from our man, Jake Hinkson recently uh, the coordinator for the Chicago Noir at the Bar series, uh, which we have now been the host for four so far. Four instances or whatever. I almost said episodes, but I guess it's an episode in a way, kind of an episode. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and we got word of the fifth, the fifth reading in the series, which is going to take place on April 7th, which is a little bit shaky with time because... Uh, my trip ends on April 6th, so I'm not 100% sure that how I'm going to make it work, but I definitely want to be there because the lineup is pretty crazy. So we are going to have um, returning um, for another Noir at the Bar Chicago. We're going to have Jed Ayers, a very good friend of this podcast. Phillips, um, who we had on from our Noir at the Bar Indianapolis episode two years ago. Is that right? Is it? It's got to be going on two years, right? I don't know. Yeah, at least two years ago, maybe three. Yeah, it was. Um, I want to say thirteen, two thousand thirteen. Yep. And then he was also. Oh, we did we record? Yeah, we did record. No, I'm trying to think. Nor at the bar, St. Louis. He did not read. He just hosted. He hosted. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that'll be uh, good to have him uh, him back on again. Ed Curtis. Am I saying that right, Curtis? 
Of course, you're always you always pronounce people's names right. right. And Christian Tabordo, um, also reading. So seven thirty. Now this is all tentative, so don't take us at our word. Definitely check for an event page. Uh, seven thirty p.m. at Independence Tap, where the last um, where the last noir at the bar was. Remember, we drove through like ten feet of snow to get there. Yeah, we, yeah, and all the people bailed. Not all the people bailed. There was there was a, still a fair turnout, but that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. So, and I like that venue. So, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. That's coming up in just a few short weeks. So, um, if you don't have plans already, make them now. April seventh, seven thirty, Independence Tap, Chicago. Jed Ears and Scott Phillips, man, headlining that one. Um, did I? Now, this it's very possible that I had a dream about this, or this could have actually happened in real life. I'm not sure, but did the was there a new printing of the first um, volume of Noir at the Bar? Or did I, I make did, that up in my brain? I did see that, yeah. Second printing, I guess, of Noir at the Bar. Did I say first? Because I definitely meant second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but I think you meant of the first Noir at the Bar. I, I understood what you were saying. Yeah, I think <laughs> right. Scott Phillips posted about that, um, man, just in the last few days that there's a, yeah. a new. Okay. So, yeah. And I, I imagine there will likely be copies available for you to purchase and get signed by several of the people that appeared in it right there at the independence tap. I got when we had Scott Phillips at the Indianapolis nor at the bar, um, he was reading from his book rake, which we uh, reviewed and loved. And in the he just kept, it was kind of cool because he did like, like an annotated reading where he would be reading something and then he would explain it. And then he would read more and he would explain it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to recording some more Scott Phillips reading because, I mean, dude's super entertaining. He's had a very interesting life and his writing is just amazing. So I'm looking forward to all of these guys, but definitely to get more Scott Phillips. Yeah, we had a lot of fun having a dinner after that Indianapolis uh, reading, too, <laughs> as I recall. So that uh, yeah, we did. We, we ditched David James Keaton. We did. We did. Yeah, there was some indecision on where everybody was going to eat, and we wound up going uh, to a place with uh, with Jed and Scott and uh, had a good time. So maybe we'll do that again uh, coming up here in three short weeks. Time, Yeah, and by then I'll be back. We'll have, uh, we'll hopefully have some uh, AWP recordings and stuff like that. There's already some rumblings about booked uh co-hosting a party with lit reactor again which um i if it, go, if it goes anything like last time it's essentially um they put my our name on something and i have no responsibility which is the exact speed that i operate at um but then hopefully you know i'll have some some audio recordings at least or or something from from awp as well to share excellent very very cool hey um before I go, and, and I felt a little weird doing this, but I, I think I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Wait, you're leaving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you finish this one off. Episode, like I just got to. Yeah, no, no. Before before we let the listeners go, um, so you know we try to keep everything on this podcast pretty podcast relevant, and and, and I'm going to go a little personal here. So, um, oh, mid April. Um, April 17th, I believe is the date I'm going to be participating in a walk, um, which, uh, is raising funds for a fight against pancreatic cancer. Um, so looking to, to raise some money for research. Now I told Rob that I was going on a charity walk and, and he had kind of said, man, I can't wait to hear about this. Like what, what would actually get me going? So, <laughs> yeah. 
So here's where, here's where I'm at. Um, many, many, many years ago when I was in the fifth grade, um, one of my first friends at a new school was a kid by the name of Richie. Um, he died almost two years ago from pancreatic cancer. So even though we grew maybe a little further apart over the last few years as we were adults, you know, I've realized over the last two years that every time I talk about my youth, he comes up. So um, I have this opportunity to participate in this walk. Um, any donations will be appreciated, um, so much so that if you donate, and I'm, going, I'm not even asking Rob about this, you donate some money, you want a book mentioned, you message me, I'll mention your book or whatever you've got going on here on the podcast, and you will have my eternal gratitude. Um, so there will be a link on the book podcast page and probably one in the listening group. They'll probably be showing up in the next day or two. Um, click through the link, a buck, two bucks, whatever you can afford will be greatly appreciated and will go to a great cause. And I'm actually going to do the unlazy thing and walk like, I don't know, it's like three and a half kilometers or something out at uh, soldier field, April 17th. So if you actually want to walk, feel free to register and, uh, and join me in this great cause. I, I don't even know if I can joke. That was so serious. Um, I don't Cancer's, get very serious about too many things. So I know cancer's always been that thing that I just hate talking about because lost my father to cancer. My mother survived cancer. Um, my grandfather right now is actually experiencing two different uh, simultaneous uh, types of cancer. So that's a way super serious thing for me. But uh, actually, my grandfather, one of them, is a very aggressive pancreatic cancer. So that hits that hits home a little bit. So. Donate. Livius is doing a, a good thing. Now, anybody who, who isn't just knows Livius from the podcast, you need to understand that there's two things about a charity walk that Livius never does. One is charity and the other is walking. So it has to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty serious about this. That's, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> has to be kind of a big deal it has to be serious and he had to the, he had the pride swallowing i have to do this on the podcast where rob can absolutely rip into me if he if he chooses to so he's got to be serious about this and it, and and yeah if uh if you can put money toward anything i'd say absolutely do it well thank you rob um, speaking of money, while we're asking people for money, do you want to talk about our revised plan for the Patreon um, funding? Um, yeah. So if if we raise enough money, we're going to do an escape room. Um, <laughs> yep. No. So uh, just really quickly, anybody who's been giving to us via Patreon for a while, there's been some changes in the way that they present Um our goals and stuff like that. And the way they present really information on the website in general. Um, it used to be that we would set goals based on uh, a pre fee amount that we receive on a monthly basis. So you, if, if we're receiving $50 or let's do easy a hundred dollars a month, there might be, you know, I think it's up to like nine something percent uh, fees for, processing the money and so that patreon can take some money for their operating costs and everything like that so when we get a hundred dollars it actually ends up being more like 91 or something like that and patreon used to show the nine the hundred dollar amount and then they in the kind of middle of everything started showing the 91 dollar amount so the all these awesome goals that we set up were based on the pre-fee amount and now they're not <laughs> so it kind of put us a little farther away from all of our go goals so i'm going to re 
calculate all of our goals um, so that it kind of reflects that kind of post fee amount. So our $250 goal is going to be more like $225. Um, and right now we are, I think, 201 or 205 or something post fees. So we're like, you know, within striking distance of hitting the $250 goal. And that's the big one. That's the one where we start making merch again. So uh, that would be great. I think everyone was waiting for you to say, so <laughs> we're farther away than we thought, but no, we're actually reducing the amount to match. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to try to probably bring those down 10%, I'm guessing, which would be the right thing yep. to do. Rob will figure it all out. But here's the thing. If we get there, we'll know we get there and what we're happy to do it. Rob is, Rob's book shirt now has like holes in it and like the B is, is like completely fallen off. So it just says ooked. Yeah. So he, he needs a new shirt. So he's desperately wanting you guys to get us there so that he can have a new shirt. That's really what this is all about. Yeah. And if you think about it, we are, we've got over 20 people contributing. And even if like half of them bumped it up $2 a month, that would hit our goal, you know? If I know how to do math properly, we have, 12. we have a lot more than 20 people listening. So yeah. um, even if you're not interested <laughs> in contributing at the shirt level, feel free, pledge a dollar. We have some dollar pledges that gets you um, sometimes early access to the episodes, yeah. sometimes bonus content. I may, because I'm spiteful, make bonus content and put it on there just because of the people who aren't pledging instead of the other way around. Cause you have to understand what my motivations are in this world. <laughs> and, it, and it's, it's not to take care of the good people. It's despite the ones that, that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So throw a buck at the podcast if you can. Um, that's our second plea for money this evening. And probably, quite honestly, the last plea for money we'll make this episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask Livius for some money once we wrap up, but you guys don't have to hear that. Yeah, um, exactly. So I guess the the moral of the Patreon story is um, we're closer to our goals than we thought. And um, the, the $250 a month level is going to go down to 225 we could get that this week and uh, put Livius to work, start starting to make shirts and send them to people and stuff like that. So um, if you're not contributing already dollar or two a month, you're getting early access to the episodes, five bucks a month, you start to get our little uh, spoiler talk episodes and little bonuses for other content. So definitely do it. Give to the huh. pancreatic cancer one first. Very nice. Rob. Then Thank go you. to patreon.com slash booked. Yep. <laughs> Um, and as far as Livius making shirts, I did get my clown costume and my white van ready. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find some, I'm going to see if I can find some Asian kids that like candy and you will get some top quality shirts. I, <laughs> I, that's kind of creepy and I think racist at the same time. So, <laughs> you know, not many people can pull that off. Maybe I can run for president because <laughs> when I said it, I was holding uh, up one finger on my hand, kind of at shoulder level. If yeah. you can picture that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like the, I know exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yep, that's... that's With your yep. face all squished to one side. Yeah, well, yeah, your head tilted a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. quite honestly, I will say Trump and I feel the same way about Rosie O'Donnell. So, <laughs> we, we do have that in common. Rob, <laughs> Rob, know. you voted. We forgot to talk yeah, about Yeah, that's this. what I was going to say. Um, I'm really glad that you don't vote. <laughs> Well, I but, listen, um, yeah, listen. I early voted for the Illinois primary, which takes place tomorrow. You fucking early voted. And this is this is how the political system is bent against certain types of people, i.e. me. 
<laughs> I was going to go vote in the primary, which is tomorrow, which is probably like yesterday for when you're listening. And they told me I couldn't because I didn't register early enough. But you got to early vote. How is this possible? Yeah, because when I moved to my um, house, the, my apartment that I live in, I registered to vote when I changed my I updated my driver's license. So can you register to vote at the a... DMV? Yeah. Oh, OK. Dude, I was like, you man, you take this shit seriously. Drive through at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really no. easy to register to vote. Oh, uh, and you know, I, I kept thinking like, I don't even want to talk about you voting because we're going to wind up getting into some kind of political dispute. <laughs> yeah, but maybe we'll have to save that for another episode because I get the feeling that you and I may not exactly be on the same on the same ticket. You wouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders. You know what? Do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about it now? We've, we've no, got time, I right? We, I don't think, no, I don't think we want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about politics. Do you really? Uh, I just, here's the whole thing. I was desperately, desperately afraid that you voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, I, no, I didn't. And I'm no. not, I'm not one to be like, well, you know, if you support Hillary Clinton, don't be my fucking friend on Facebook anymore. Cause I hate that shit. Cause you know, I saw someone, Daniel, <laughs> da- Dan Donchi, I think posted something about, and I remember it was some old timey politician or whatever that said that they had never um, given up a friend over political views or religion or whatever. And I kind of feel the same way, even even if you did vote for Hillary. I, I think we could still be friends or at least co-hosts, maybe if not friends. But uh, OK, God, God <laughs> damn it, man. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, man. This I, I, this is the closest I paid attention to politics in, in a long time because it's it's gotten really interesting. So, um, I don't know. It's I a guess, goddamn circus. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a rape clown. The, <laughs> it's a circus with a rape clown in it. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. Um, I did see something online that I think summed this up perfectly. Yeah, I caught this on, on Twitter the other day, and, and I don't know who retweeted this, but the original poster is, oh, no, she twidn't, twidn't, which is kind of clever. But uh, it says, the debates are progressing like lost. The first few were fun, but now we're all like, what the fuck is happening? This shit makes no sense, which is exactly how I feel about all of this that's going on right now. Hey, that's another TV show I haven't watched. Of course you haven't. Of course you haven't. So um, (laughs) I I guess we'll probably have a clearer picture of this whole thing after tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the primary takes place. Did I tell you? uh, All right. So this isn't the politics of of candidates but they're okay this is kind of an amusing thing that happened at work the other day i was talking about early voting and actually the day that i early voted someone else i work with did as well and when you vote livius have you voted in a primary before i have never voted in anything ever do you understand the purpose of the primary though yes to elect a candidate oh no i understand how politics works i just refuse to participate okay so when you walk in they ask you which party you're voting for. Does that surprise you or no? That does surprise me. So here's the thing. And and I had a couple people at work really upset about having gone to early vote and they say, are you voting Democrat or Republican? And they really got upset about it. But the purpose of a primary is for whatever party you're going to vote for in the general election you choose the candidate that you want to represent the party. That makes sense now that you put it that way. Because you're not they're not asking you who you're voting for. They're asking right. you which 
which voting you want to participate in. Right. Cause you can't, right. like, I can't go to the, if I was registered, I couldn't go and vote for um, Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. I can only vote in one primary. Correct. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Right. It makes perfect so you, sense now. You, yeah. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, you choose the Democratic candidate you want representing you in the general election. If you're Republican, blah, blah, blah. So, but this person went in there. I don't know what they were expecting, but full, I mean, I'm guessing they were expecting to be able to say, the Republican candidate should be this person and the Democrat should be this person. But that's really stupid when you think about it. So right, yeah, yeah. I spent, I spent like probably 20 minutes trying to talk this person down and explain what, and then I actually use a sports. This is why I wanted to bring this up. I used a sports reference and I think oh. I accurately used the sports reference. So it's kind of like, um, if you have like a generic sport and there's different, um, I don't know. There's sometimes they're called conferences, right? There's like the different, Mm -hmm. there's like the East and the West or whatever it happens to be. You're never going to have two East teams playing against each other in the championship. There's a West team and an East team, right? Very nice, Rob. Yes. Yes. Can I say though, that the fact that it took you 20 minutes to explain this concept to someone is what's beautiful about America. That person's vote counts just as much as yours. (laughs) It's, and this person is smart. They're just not smart about politics. Okay. <laughs> no, because I, you know, it, it did. It would, I guess, when you said it, it did surprise me because I thought, oh, you know, private vote and stuff. But yeah, I guess you, basically they hand you one ballot. Then, right? I don't know if they hand it to you or whatever. Yeah. But if you say Democrat, they give you one that says Bernie, Hillary. If they give you the Republican one, it, there's a list of people on there's there. Like Thirty idiots, clown, rapist. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, listen, so exactly. so here, here's the thing, though. You were saying that. You were like, well, if you're going to vote Republican, then if you're Republican, you should still probably pick one of the Democratic candidates because it's looking pretty <laughs> fucking sad on the other side. Now, me personally, I am very, very kind of middle of the road um, when it comes to politics. So I could I could go either way, depending on the candidate, because not all of them are super liberal and not all of them are super conservative. Right. You've got some people that are. Right. Moderate. So at times I have been uh, more enticed by a Republican candidate and at times I've been more enticed by a Democratic candidate. Um, This time, man, I got to tell you, and it's not that the Republicans are making it hard because I think the Republicans have a decent candidate, but he has like 6% of the goddamn vote. So it's not looking real likely that he's (laughs) going to be the person. I never remember. Yeah, Kasich. (laughs) Kasich seems like he could be presidential. You know, but he got in late and there's a variety of other issues, but he, he's the guy who, who seems like he's got the most sense. And, and then you've got, you know, you've got Bernie Sanders, who, who is, is a chance at either one of two things, change your fucking chaos. And, uh, you know, I think maybe that's, maybe that's the, the right way to go. I don't know. What do I know? I've never <laughs> voted. Uh, well, then your candidate never lost. That's, I was just, I was going to, I was trying to put that together. So I, so I've never backed a loser. You've never backed a loser. Not not in politics. Believe me, I've backed some, I've backed some losers. Um, I think that's it. Do you want to do a quick rundown since we had such a hard time with books? Can I go through a list of things that people might be able to hear on this podcast in the near or not so near future? I would love that. There's really nothing else in the world I want to hear right now. So there, (laughs) there are, um, uh, I only have the the title, I think, of one, but then I have a list of things that that we're likely going to be uh, reviewing here. Uh, this one coming up sooner rather than later, 
this is my vote for the all-time best title for a goddamn book ever. Um, it is by Carlton Mellick Third, who we've reviewed here previously. This book is called Every Time We Meet at the Dairy Queen, Your Whole Fucking Face Explodes. Excellent name. Is that Excellent, not the best fucking name you've ever heard for a book? So I, I am hoping that he can... Uh, he can deliver on that, you know, on, on, on that title with a with a great book. We're also going to be reviewing um, probably something by Megan Abbott, Donald Ray Pollock. The, I've got J.K. Rowling on here because of that weird play thing. If that ever comes out in a form that's like readable, the 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 yeah, Harry Potter the sequel kind of thing. Creepy um, Child Part One and Two or whatever it's called. Yes. Yep. And then uh, Mongrels is also on our list of soon to, Ooh, to yeah. be released books that we're going to review. I am, I am 99% certain that uh, Paul Tremblay's um, book disappearance. What's it called? Disappearance at devil's rock. That one. See, there's a rock yeah, yeah. in the disappearance. I got most of it. <laughs> um, uh, that I'm sure will also be up. Now I will say, can, can I, can I just say, how is it that I see everybody in existence has a copy of mongrels? And uh, everybody's got a co- an arc of Paul's book. How do we not have any of these? I- I'm just just curious. What what do you think that is? I like my mom. Uh, my mom's got pictures of her on Facebook holding like a copy of Mongrels. I attribute. She doesn't even listen to this so, podcast. She doesn't even know who who, who um, Paul Tremblay is. Well, not Paul Tremblay, I guess, but you get what I'm saying, right? Stephen Green. She knows who Paul Tremblay is. Doubtful. Right. I attribute it to this. And this has been something that has plagued me my entire life. I am a very capable and resourceful person. And so I think people don't think to help me get things or get things done or anything like that. They just assume, oh, Rob's got it covered. And I think that's how it is uh, for the podcast as well. Like, oh, you know what? They'll they'll get in touch with me or, or whatever. Like, I don't have to, you know, put them on a list so that I remember to send it to them because, you know, I, I think we just we make it so easy and we're so laid back and, and you know, that kind of thing that it works against us. Do you remember when Jesse got like three copies of head full of ghosts? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, there's actually an explanation for that, but um, he's crazy, but um, no, uh, we do know some. So here's the thing. There's some people that we do know that we see on Facebook with these arcs and everything who at one point, were more active and did actively review books and stuff, but no longer do. So I think it's a residual effect uh, for some of the people that we see, but yeah, I think that people are just like, Oh yeah, they'll reach out if they want it or we shit out a book and they <laughs> don't want to send it to us. I don't know. That don't could, know that could be. So I will tell you, and, and this is not, this is not me vague casting or, or whatever, but I will say, and I'm not going to disclose this publicly, I, I do have a first draft copy um, of a book from a writer who whose work I uh, very much enjoyed that I'm going to be hopefully getting through in the next day or two to give them some feedback on. So, uh, so screw all of you. There's not even an art copy available. And I have one you fucking bastards with all your fucking Paul Tremblay disappearing rock books and, and, and your copies of mongrels. I have something nobody has seen. Do, do I, do I know about this? No, I'll tell you after we get. <laughs> Son of a bitch! This is how it begins. He's keeping me in the dark about stuff. This 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 happened probably three hours ago. So that's when I get off this podcast. I'm gonna go make a cup of coffee and start reading this. So, oh well, 
at least I'll know what it is. Then I'll feel like the exclusivity kind of expands to reach me as well. I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take pictures of me with the printed word doc, like where you yeah. can't see what it is, but me smiling and pointing at it and post it all over social media. And um, now we know to look behind dressers if you misplace it. <laughs> That's very very true. So. I guess that wraps it up for this week. I guess once we get off, we actually have to determine what we're reviewing for, for the next episode. So I'm happy to do that book that we were trying to re- to review. All right. What Rob is talking about is um, uh, <laughs> this is the book we were talking about all last week on and off the night veil podcast. Um, I was going to say, um, you know, sister podcast, something like we're in the same ball game, but let's face it, like millions of people listen to night veil and uh, not that many people listen to this podcast. Um, Welcome to Night Vale has a short story collection, I guess is probably the best way to uh, put that out. It is a novel um, and that's what we're going to be. uh, That's what we're going to be reviewing next week. It is Welcome to Night Vale, a novel by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. So that's uh, that should be interesting. A little longer than than I would think this would now. How how many episodes of Night Vale have you listened to roughly? You have to throw out a number. I, I don't have an exact number, but it's less than one. Okay, I've listened so to maybe a dozen, and uh, they are they are very charming. And, and I think um, now knowing that you have listened to none, that that you will find them enjoyable. You might, I don't know, man. I almost think like you should listen to one or two just so you kind of know what to expect. Because I could see this being really weird for someone that doesn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll. I mean, I can turn that into my commute my commute listening for the week like starting at the your very beginning the, the four minutes that you drive to work it's like nine and a half okay. so. yeah i mean yeah download the first couple I, I imagine i don't know that's what i mostly listen to is i've started from the beginning and then every once in a while throw on another episode so yeah i'm i'm, I'm a couple years behind i think on them but i can't imagine they've changed <laughs> a whole lot cool yeah i'm looking forward to it it'll be a fun it'll be a fun thing to do the first review on here caught my eye when I was pulling it up to get the uh, the creator's names. It says, I do not remember buying this book, which, man, does that not sound familiar? Like for reviews? <laughs> so hold on. I'm yeah, going to read the rest see, of it's it. It's like a, a Shane McKenzie yeah, yeah. book. I do not remember buying this book. It appeared on my coffee table one morning, morning smelling of rotting meat and ash. Someone keeps leaving pages from it under my pillow while I sleep. Every morning, a new one. They are not in order. I just want to review some stuff by Lake and Jay who, who wrote that review. Cause that's brilliant. Nice. Very cool. Looking forward to it. We got anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, in that case, that's going to wrap it up for episode 298 of booked. <sighs> getting really, really that. close. Getting really, it's, getting I feel, to... I feel like I'm, I want to get my camera ready. Like, you know, when your odometer kicks over to like 31,998 <laughs> miles. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're at. 298 episodes. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot yeah, of editing my, Rob's done. Yeah. And I got to tell you that the biggest thing is I've been resisting the urge to go through and do really in-depth statistics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just not do statistics at all. Um, my statistic for that episode is going to be that this is the, that'll be the 300th episode. There you go. All right, well, until next week when we talk about some Night Vale stuff, I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Keep reading.